This week on the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, we are picking up with our little series that we started a couple of weeks ago called The Lies That We Believe About Marriage. And this week we're going to be talking about um, whether or not you can fall out of love. And probably because we're in a series about lies, you're going to probably be able to tell that we think that that's a lie. But maybe not. There might be some good... There might be a twist. There might be a twist. (laughs) So stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. Rusty and Heather Bryant here with you. And like we said on our intro... This is week number three of the lies that we believe about marriage, or some people believe, because I guess everybody doesn't believe these lies. Surely they don't. Nah. Nah. They're probably tempted to. How's right. That? People that are tempted, yes, we're tempted to believe these lies. And uh, this one's going to be a little bit of an interesting discussion because I think there's more layers to it um, that we can kind of unpack as we go. Uh, first of all, Um, If you are not from Mississippi, you have probably heard that there have been some really devastating storms over the last few days. And again, don't know when you're listening to this, but we had some massive tornadoes come through. And so we just ask you to pray for the people that are in uh, particularly Rolling Fork and the areas uh, around that. I know that um, that was the big one that just pretty much devastated that entire community. And it's a little bit north of us, so we were not affected by that. However, we got more storms last night, and it did affect us. Not anything like Mm -hmm. those people. So uh, we have very minor inconveniences um, compared to what they have. And, of course, one of those is that we are still without power. And so uh, we weren't able to record our podcast last night. We're in a different place. Yeah. We're not even at our house because we have no power. <laughs> so we are recording this from somewhere else today, actually my office. And uh, we're hoping to get this put at, um, it'll hopefully go live. And doesn't matter. You don't know because as soon as it goes live, that's when you're going to hear it. <laughs> so doesn't really matter. None of that really matters except we want you to pray for the people in Mississippi. That's right. So. Thank you for that. And we, some people on social media have already reached out. And we know that, I mean, we've heard people in other countries that know about the mm-hmm. tornadoes. So, um, so thank it's you. national news for sure. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a big, big deal. And so um, lots of people in lots of need and hurt right now. So thank you for remembering them. All right. So today, another topic, another uh, we're going to talk about can you fall out of love? And look, we, I mean, let's just go ahead and say we feel like, on the surface at least, like that's not a thing. Like um, that we do, you know, you hear all the time, love is a verb. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that, um, that love is something that you, it's an action and it's something that you work towards. And so, uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit today and just see because, you know, I do think there's lots of layers to this. Like, you know, can you can you uh, fall out of one of the different types of love that the Bible uh, mentions? Because there's different words for different mm-hmm. types of love in the Bible. So, um, so let's know, roll. Well, I, before we roll, let me just say. No, that. let's roll. 
that I hear often, I mean, often, and as listeners, you may have said it before, I just don't love him anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I don't love her anymore. Yeah. Or the person she has become, I don't love yeah. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And so I don't think, you know, I think a lot of people would say, um, and that are listening may say, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. I've fallen out of love with that person. And so when they hear, we don't think that that's um, a real thing. They may be like, hey, listening to this or, um, or I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's dig in and talk about it a good bit. I will say that in our season of, um, of marital, marital infidelity, is that the word? Sure. Marital infidelity. That I, I, I had a short season of that where I was like, oh, well, I love this person and this isn't my life anymore. Like, I don't, I, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't love Rusty anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I, like, that was a real, um, a real feeling. It was a real lie, but it was a real mm-hmm. feeling. And so, um, so I think it's important to, um, acknowledge that that can be a feeling that you feel, but it's not a true feeling. It's mm-hmm. not a feeling based in truth. Yeah. So just, I just wanted to throw out that I've been there. Mm-hmm. And so, and that there's people all over that say, that say that I just don't love them anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just getting a divorce because mommy and daddy don't love each other anymore. That's, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's a, I mean, you hear it in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. We love you, like talking to the kid. We love you, but we just don't love each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's a real um, a real thing that people feel. So I just wanted to acknowledge that up front. Well, I, you know, I think I, if I was sitting with somebody and they just asked me the question, can you fall out of love? I would say no. I would say no, you can't fall out of, out of love. Um, but then when I try to just start thinking about all the different parts of it, it's just a lot more complex than just saying that. And, you know, where I, where I tend to first fall is your spouse. If you, when you married your spouse, you committed to, and made a covenant and vows to love your spouse from death, I mean, mm. until death do from you part. From that day forward until death do you part. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's, they're not, not everybody says the exact same vows, but basically you do, you, you say the words and you commit mm-hmm. to love and cherish and, you know, all of that. And so if that's a commitment that you've made, then you, you're actually admitting on that day. Right. Well, I, I can't fall out of love. I'm like, I am saying to right. you that I will love you until the day that one of us dies. Well, or, and with that being said, when you're standing at the altar making that commitment, you're not standing there thinking that one day you're going to fall out of love with them. Like you were saying in that moment that you can't imagine mm-hmm. life ever being about anything other than being in love with them. Like you can't imagine falling out of love or you wouldn't be standing there, Mm -hmm. you know, like I just don't, I I don't think like, I just think sometimes I want to say to people, let's go back, let's go back to your wedding day. Like let's remember 
those, like how you felt on your wedding day when you were walking down the aisle or when you saw your wife walking down the aisle, Mm -hmm. like what were those feelings? Like, let's re revisit that. Like, I think it's important to remember those um, emotions and remember that deep, deep love and excitement that you had on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. I think that that's real important to go to revisit because I think it's easy for years down the line to just kind of forget your wedding day Mm -hmm. and forget um, who you were and who your spouse was at that time. Yeah. Well, if somebody comes though and says, but I just don't feel that way Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way about them or they're not the same person that I married, which even to that, I would say, no, they're probably not, but you're probably not not the same person either. And, you know, but you could make the argument, yeah, but they're they're not lovable mm-hmm. anymore. Like mm-hmm. the things that they're doing. And, and you hear people say, like, we grew apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up this direction and they grew up that mm-hmm. direction. And so I do think that there's people out there that are like, I am stuck because mm-hmm. my spouse has not really, they they haven't done something that would give me biblical grounds of divorce you know there's i'm not in danger there's not abuse Mm -hmm. there's not you know there hasn't been um infidelity and so they're like but i just don't love them and so i'm just stuck here Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's when i would say you haven't fallen out of love you're just you just lost that love and feeling. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not making a joke of it because I do know that it is very very real. Sure. Um and those but but I also really believe that that scenario though those are feelings. Sure. Oh, 100%. And, and so, you know, what do you do? You know, what are the things that you do to to try to get that feeling back? So yesterday when we were talking about this, I start I threw out that the Bible, you know, talks about love and it talks it there's a lot there's actually lots of different words for love in the Bible, but the three that that come up a lot are agape love, which that's the that's the unconditional love, that's what the love that God has for us and that's supposed to be the unconditional love also i mean i believe that would be the unconditional love that we have for our spouse as right. well um but then there's also the the phileo love which is where philadelphia the city of brotherly love that's where all that those words come from but that's your brotherly love and so that's the love that you would have um with mankind your mm-hmm. your brothers mm-hmm. and you know your friends friendships and things like that um, there's also a word, it's not used very, is not used as much, but there's a word even for family love. There's, there's lots of different words, but the main ones are those two. And then eros or eros, some people would say, which is where we get the word erotic. Mm-hmm. And that's your romantic, your, um, the, you know, the, the romantic love and the feelings even, I mean, it's love, but it, that would be your, your, um, your erotic feelings towards your spouse mm-hmm. or somebody mm-hmm. of the opposite sex. And so um, so I think that people 
could make an argument and say, okay, well, fine, you know, I have agape love towards my, <laughs> towards my spouse. Like, I'm, there's this unconditional love, but I don't, that arrow stuff, I ain't in that no more. Right. And so, yeah, what do you, what do you do there? Well, I think, first of all, you just saying that they feel that committed love, I think that that's huge. Like, I think acknowledging that you're in a commitment um, and that you made a covenant, um, you made a decision in a covenant relationship and not trying to get out of that, I think is huge. Like, that's the that's a big first step yeah. and mm-hmm. not just running and mm-hmm. saying, I'm out, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of people do that. They're like, I'm out. But saying, you know, um, that you're sta- that you're staying is huge. With that being said, you don't want to stay in a relationship that's um, miserable. So what are we going to do to make it better? Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like you're stuck and you're just, you know, stuck there, like you said, then what can you do to make that that better? Because... I think and I believe and let me just let me not I try not to say I think too much because nobody really cares what I think. But from my experience and what scripture tells me is my experience was if you take steps of obedience. Mm -hmm. okay, you're taking steps of obedience in in your relationship. Um, then the feelings will come line up. Mm -hmm. Like if you are taking steps in obedience and honoring your spouse and caring for your spouse, and, you know, it says um, in Scripture that that it's like the relationship of Jesus to the church, Mm -hmm. that we're like the bride, help me. Mr. Um, Seminary, (laughs) like the, you know, we are called the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's like how he treats us. And so if you're doing those things, and I mean, we could go into steps or, or examples of that if we need to, but I'm just saying, if you, if you do things out of obedience, a lot of times your feelings will line up. Let me, let me just give an example of that, if it's okay. Um, I, and I've talked about this before when it comes to studying scripture or being in Bible study or, you know, digging into the word. There's a lot of mornings where I wake up to do that and I feel exhausted or I'm just, you know, I get, I think, what passage am I reading today? Oh, this again, <laughs> you know, um, not really excited about, uh, about what I'm reading. And there are times where I choose to do to do it because I'm doing it out of obedience because I know that that's what I need to do to stay in the word, to stay in my prayer life, to, you know, that's the way I connect to God, worship music, all of those things. And sometimes I do those things out of obedience because I know that that's what God has called me to do. And then my feelings line up. It's kind of like some, there's some Sundays, this used to be more common than it is now, for me, but where I'd be like, oh, I don't want to get up and get dressed and do, you know, but then I go and there's never one moment where I leave and think, oh, I shouldn't have gone, <laughs> you know, yep. like it, it's always a, a good thing. And so I think that a lot of times we put too much 
we invest too much and put too much thought into our feelings. Our feelings can lead us astray. Oh, yeah. Our feelings can be a lie. Well, they just change so much. I mean, feelings and emotions are just up and down, up and down, up Mm -hmm. and down. And I think that you, you know, when we talk about falling out of love, you know, that's why we're saying love's not a feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, there are feelings and emotions involved in loving somebody, but that's not what that's not what love is. Mm-hmm. And because and your feelings are also based a lot of times your feelings can be based off what the other person does. Oh yeah. You know, and that's putting that's giving your spouse way too much power. Mm-hmm. Like I can I choose to love you as long as you're treating me well. Right. But if you make me mad, that's going to change how I feel about you and my love for you. Well, that's putting way too much, giving way too much power to your spouse. Well, I think everybody probably, you know, has days where you just feel like, I don't really feel like I love you today, Mm -hmm. or I don't Mm -hmm. feel like loving you. I don't feel like loving you in that romantic Mm -hmm. love, that erotic love um but that doesn't mean that you've fallen out of love it just means that you need to a lot of times it means you need to check your heart like i would say 90 percent of the time yeah (laughs) probably so but there are things i mean but those feelings sometimes can be because your spouse has done something sure i mean you know like those you know, back in those early days of me finding out what you did, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, my feelings were not lovable towards you. Sure. You know, um, although I'd never stopped loving you, but I didn't feel like loving you mm-hmm. because of what you did to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there there are, you know, the feelings part of it. Yes, it just it can just kind of go up and down. I was thinking of this. This may seem like just such a silly and simple illustration or an example, but I just got back from Costa Rica, and I got I went to Costa Rica with my youngest son. We have a ministry there, and so we were able to go and kind of you know check things out and see what they were doing. Well, when both of us, it's real easy for us to come back and to say. We love those people. Like, mm-hmm. we love the Costa Ricans. And to be honest, like, they were nice to us and all that kind of stuff. So, and they provided for us while we were there. But to be honest, they didn't, they haven't done anything that would, that would cause us really to fall in love with them. You know, we just love them because we have a heart for Jesus. We have a heart to see them um, have success in ministry and people to come to know the Lord, all that kind of stuff. We And so if I came back and I was talking to somebody and I was like, man, I just, I really love those people. Like the, the Costa Ricans and the people there, they just, they just have my heart. I love them. And let's just say five years later, the same person I was talking to comes back to me and it's like, hey, how's that? How's it all? How's all that going with the Costa Ricans? And I'm like, well, I mean, I hadn't really, I hadn't really had much to do with them. I, I don't really love, I don't really love those people anymore. <laughs> like yeah. you would go, that's the dumbest thing mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe it's been five years that I haven't paid any attention to them or talked to them or communicated with them. 
but that doesn't mean I don't love them anymore. But right. and if I actually said that and said those words, you would go, "What is wrong with you? Right? How do you fall out of love right. with with people?" Mm-hmm. But we do that with our marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you today. I could sit here and talk and talk about how much I, you know, my wife and I love. And then five years later, somebody comes up and says, "Hey, how you know how's that going?" I don't love them anymore, mm-hmm. and we don't and and. And that doesn't cause us to go, wait a second, that's Mm -hmm. stupid. Mm -hmm. We just do it. We just think we can fall out of love. But I think what happens is, even with the example of like the Costa Ricans, it's because love is a verb. If I don't spend, you know, if, if I literally go five years or more without investing in them or praying for them or talking to them or going and visiting or doing what I can Mm -hmm. to help, then yeah, those feelings are not going to be the same that they are right now because I've just, but that, but that doesn't mean that I don't love them. So how do I get back to the way that I feel right now? I pour my heart into them Mm -hmm. and I pour my life into them. There's not, there's really, again, it is a, there is the different words for love. It's not erotic love that you're, that we're talking about with our spouse, but the principle, I think, is still there. Yeah. I think it's, okay, well, if there's some, for some reason, you're not feeling that with your spouse, then just like what you said, start taking those steps of obedience and make love an actual verb and do the things that are going to cause you to have the same, those feelings of love again. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, Another thing that I think is just so, so important is ask God to change your heart. Like he is a miracle worker. Mm. He is a miracle worker just as much today as he was when scripture was written. And I think a lot of times we think, yeah, he doesn't work like that anymore. He does. I mean, we were just listening Sunday to our pastor who just got back from Uganda telling about literal healings Mm -hmm. that he witnessed over, you know, in Uganda. And, and we think that things like that don't happen anymore, but they do. And like God wants our marriage. He is for marriage. He wants our marriage relationship to be beautiful and prosperous because he created it. He created it for us and he wants that to be the case. And um, in James, it tells us, in James 1, it tells us that if you ask for wisdom, it will be given to you. So you're asking for wisdom on how to love your spouse better. You're asking God to change your heart and your mind towards your spouse. Like if you are not physically attracted to your spouse anymore, ask for God to change your heart. If you are, if, if they do something that, you know, if they do things that drive you crazy, know that you do things that drive them crazy too, first Mm -hmm. of all, and then ask God to change your heart towards them. Like ask God to soften your heart towards your spouse at like specifically say, God, help me be more physically attracted to my spouse. Help me to see the things that they do right instead of the things that they do wrong. Help me to see the places where they are really trying and help me to see them and encourage them in that. So I just, I mean, we talk all the time about God being a God of miracles because he worked a miracle in our life in infidelity, but he is 
a God of miracles in every area of of um marriage that we need him to work miracles in. You mm-hmm. just have to ask and beg and plead for him um, to change your heart or to change your spouse's heart. We hear that you, everybody's heard this before, but we use the word love so flippantly too. Sure. You know, it's, I, I love, love Taco Bell. Right. Except, why do did you, I choose that? No, love I love Chick fil A. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Is that, it's because I hear my kids say that all the time. Yeah, they do love it. <laughs> Taco Bell breakfast specifically. But we do. We just kind of throw it around like, oh man, I love those shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I love chicken or what, mm-hmm. you know, and then, but I, I love my spouse or mm-hmm. I love my kids. And it's like, well, you know, what is love? And so I do think, you know, the Bible has it has it right when there's different words used mm-hmm. for love. And so, yes, we have that committed love that we have with our spouse. But I just think that it's so important, that word eros, you know, that that love, that's reserved for your spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of love that you don't need to feel like you're falling in and out of. That's the one that you need to strive to continue Mm -hmm. because you could be one of those people that's just like, I'm not attracted to my spouse anymore, so I don't really love them. I mean, I love them because I love everybody and I love Mm -hmm. pizza and I Mm love, you know, and you could, you could say it that way and justify, but that's not what, that's not God's design. That's right. Like God's design is you stood before, you stood at an altar and you declared your love and your faithfulness and to cherish all of that. And you said it before God and that's your commitment and that's your covenant. And so if you feel like that's not true anymore, then those are just feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need to, you know, we say it all the time, but in order to have what you once had, you need to do what you once did. And so maybe that it's getting back to doing the things that you used to do when you felt in love with your spouse. You know, um, you've said on here, I teach school and I do. And it, I cannot tell you how many times I say to children, you know, I'm talking to seven and eight year olds, but treat other people the way you want to be treated. And that is so the case, even in our marriages, like Mm -hmm. you have to treat your spouse in a way that you desire to be treated. The other thing that I say to them a lot is if you want to have a good friend, you have to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like these are just, these are seven and eight year old lessons, and yet we get married and forget. Yeah, that's that, a great point. That they're just—I mean, we have to treat other, treat our spouse the way we want to be treated, and we have to be a good spouse mm-hmm. to have a good spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's not a magic, you know, a magic trick. I mean, yeah. there's still hard things. Gosh, there's hard things, but it's a rule that you need to constantly remind yourself of, and it's a truth that you need to constantly remind yourself of is that God is for my marriage. I stood at the altar in a covenant relationship with my spouse and promised to love and adore them forever. And I'm not going to just fall out of that. I have to work hard. And yes, I've changed. And yes, they've changed. But we're doing this together. Mm -hmm. And your common 
thing is that you both love the Lord. And your common thing is we want to honor the Lord with our marriage. Mm-hmm. And that and that if you're working towards that, you shouldn't be growing apart. You should be growing together. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is it? <laughs> you're just like hmm. well there's just people out there i know that are listening that are like you don't understand i know you don't understand what i'm going through mm-hmm. and you don't understand what i have to live with and what i have to put up with and you know and i and and you're right because we're not in your situation but at the same time you haven't been in our situation mm-hmm. and the whole reason why we do this is because we have this story of devastation and brokenness that we could have easily just said, okay, that's the end of it, you know, mm-hmm. and we, and, you know, I, I mean, we had the right, I had the right to do that, mm-hmm. to just say, that's it, we're done. But if I had done that, then we would never have been able to experience what we're experiencing now. And so as I encourage or as we encourage and talk to people, that's why we say don't give up. And you may say, oh, well, these, you know, this last year or these last two years have been. And I was talking to somebody recently who had been married and they said for three years. And I was like, you know, three and and pretty much miserable for three years. And I was like, well, you know, three years, that seems like a long time. But you and I have been married for 27 years. Mm -hmm. The first 15 years we thought were great, and then the affair happened, and now it's been another 12 years. And so, like, when you start thinking about the people that we've been having problems for a year or two years or three years, it is a long time. But it is a really small small Mm -hmm. blip in the radar when you consider how great your marriage can be if you'll just hang on right? and just hold on to the hope because what if you give it up and then you could have had right. the marriage that you always wanted mm-hmm. and that's just praying like crazy for your spouse to come around and that's continuing to do the stuff that you know you need to do and just let God work a miracle and expect it and pray mm-hmm. for it and, and it may not happen in your timing but just mm-hmm. hang on. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. Okay. Well, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> time to go to Taco Bell. No. I'm just kidding. All right. Hey, we're going to sign off, though. Thanks for being with us this week. I uh, enjoyed being with you, and we will see you again soon. <laughs>